welcome to season two of the Spotlight series, Don't Just Survive, Thrive. Most of us have experienced challenging times in our lives, particularly over the last few months of 2020. The key is how we choose to respond, whether we merely survive or thrive. My name is Nicholas Steele, founder of JJP Talent Solutions, an Australian IT recruitment company. With over 20 years expertise, I provide insights on how you can transform your career to the next level. The focus of season two is around reinvention and how we can thrive in the new normal. In this podcast, I speak to experts from a variety of professions, including HR, technology, marketing and business coaching. I don't have all the answers. However, collectively, we can instill hope, clarity and inspiration. I hope you enjoy listening. I'm delighted to introduce Sue Ann Carr and Peter Turner, the founding partners of Customer Frame. Customer Frame is a company which helps businesses close the gap between their business strategy and operations by putting the customer at the heart of everything they do. They describe Customer Frame as an anti-consultancy. Thank you for joining me on season two, episode six of the Spotlight series, Don't Just Survive, Thrive. Thanks for having us, Nicola. Thank you very much. It's lovely to have you both. So, Sue Ann, Pete, please tell me a bit more about yourselves and and what you do. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, Nicola. Look, we're about building better businesses. At, At its core, better businesses to work for as staff, better businesses to deal with as a customer and better businesses for owners and leaders uh, to achieve their goals. And we do that by putting the customer right at the heart of everything they do. Yeah, we um, we both worked for many years across the world in big global brands and, you know, big transformations across lots of industries, actually including um, recruitment and professional services. And what we kept seeing was this dehumanisation of people, um, you know, people becoming really sort of faceless, whether it was staff members or customers, and uh, it really sort of hit home to us. So five years ago, we set out to put the heart back into business, and uh, that's where Customer Frame came from. That's that's great. And I think as well now, more than ever, the customer is very much at the heart of what we do, and it there is a humanisation that this crisis seems to have created in a, if you see the rainbow rather than a rain kind of way. And you describe Customer Frame as an anti-consultancy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so what what does that mean? Well, it's it's a bit it's a bit cheeky, Nicola. But um, look, we get asked this quite a lot, actually, about you know why do you call yourselves an anti consultancy? And look, through our careers, and look, many of the people probably listening in on the podcast have had those situations, you know, where the big consultancies they come in, they write the big report, the business spends a bucket load of money on said report, and then said report ends up on the shelf, catching dust, and sort of change never eventuates. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, consulting, whilst at its core, is actually trying to do the right thing. And, you know, overall, it sort of got lost its way a bit. So we talk about actually being an anti-consultancy because um, we want to do it differently. Yeah, and we and we also find, found, you know, even our ourselves having used consultants in our big businesses we've worked in is 
we didn't often know what to do with the outcomes. So you'd get this really great report and then it'd sort of be like, well, what next? So what we decided that we wanted to do differently was transfer that capability to our clients. So they knew what the outcomes were, but they also knew what to do with it in the future because then they become more sustainable, more competitive and um I guess, more self-sustaining themselves that they actually don't need consultants anymore. They've got that skill within the business. Yes, definitely. And kind of ultimately working yourselves out of a job almost through Pretty your much. own success. Yeah, we yes. often say that, you know, our success is when they don't need us anymore. Yes, so. yes. a bit a bit like a parent, really. <laughs> um, a bit more thankful that, than that thankless task, but that's a, that's a story for another podcast, I'm sure. Yes, definitely. So one of the core um, frameworks that you've got is the customer strategy framework. So tell me a bit more about that, that uh, customer customer strategy framework that you've created yeah well it's our um i guess it's our main ip and what we sort of took from all of our learnings of working across the world was how do we actually make these findings applicable within a business how do we get businesses to understand what to do and how to put the customer at the heart of everything they do so um also for businesses who don't have big wallets but really want to make a change and want to make a difference to the world and to their own business. So we really took this capability approach and built around nine core competencies that any business or organisation needs to be truly customer-led. So there's nine areas and if you are strong or weak in each of those areas, we can help you to then get your skills up in each of those areas. Yeah, and look, those nine competencies are really what separate the sort of the good from the great out there. So, you know, you see the market leaders, you know, the, the companies such as Apple in the IT space, Virgin across a range of industries that they operate in, First Direct in the retail banking scene in the UK, for example, um, you know, and the list goes on. You know, these companies get it. Yeah, and these are the competencies that when we started looking at what's making them successful, yes, there's some technology advances and yes, there's some great leadership. But at the end of the day, they'd really nailed putting this customer at the heart of their whole operation. So we stood back and looked at, well, what are those strengths? What are those competencies that they've built to actually enable them to do that? Because they're not one hit wonders. They're doing this time and time again. And um, look, many people see these companies as disruptors in their industries, but it actually comes back to having a razor sharp focus on the customer and having strength in these nine capabilities. It's a very intentional way of doing it. And what we've done with the framework is said, well, here they are. Here are the nine competencies that are making these guys great and you can have them too. So that's what we help businesses and organizations to develop. Perfect. That sounds fabulous. And it, as an example, what would those competencies yeah, absolutely. So they, they split into three main categories. We call them disciplines. And it's really around knowing who your customer is and what's important to them, tracking your performance from their perspective and not your own, and then finally aligning your business or organization around the customer. So not organizing yourself functionally or how you think it needs to be done or the way we've always been doing it for 50 years, but actually looking at how you align everybody from the top down, from the bottom up and everything in between with a common vision all the way through to a culture that's actually around the customer and their needs all the way through to actually how you transpose that in the marketplace as your competitive advantage and your your market position. And having that throughout the entire organisation from the 
top down and the bottom up, so to speak, I guess is imperative. So this is all fabulous. All that work that you've been doing has been face to face um, and been very successful. But obviously now we've got social distancing rules. Um, as those restrictions become uh, more flexible, I think we're still going to have it for some time to come. So how have you and your clients been adapting now and, and in the future? Yeah, it's a very good question, actually. Um, I have to say COVID has uh, hit, hit customer frame pretty hard. Um, we actually in, had an intentional strategy to go down the face-to-face workshop and learning route And what's happened is that basically we can't do that anymore. So bringing different businesses together in a room, understanding where they are today and how they can improve their businesses, how they can learn from each other. Um, we bring, we, we're always told we bring great energy into the room and we can keep a three-hour to a seven-hour workshop going really well. So, you know, we, we decided that was our strength, that's what we're going down and, uh, and then you wouldn't read about it, of course, we can't do that anymore. So our plans right across Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, even taking it to the UK has all completely changed. And I know a lot of your audience would be feeling this as well. It's just been a, we were doing so well. We had this plan, 2020, new decade, getting into it and then it stopped. So um, we've really had to bring our plans all into the digital space and um, make online learning programs and all the things that we'd sort of planned for maybe next year um, have come screaming towards us into uh, into this year. Yeah, talk about a steep learning curve. Yeah. Um, um, so, and at the same time, you know, we've tapped into the technologies that are out there. So we've really had to think about well, how do we keep in touch with our clients on a day-to-day basis and find new ways to do things like, you know, workshops, brainstorming sessions, collaborative learning in, in these kind of virtual environments. So having to learn those tools on the fly, like many of the listeners out there, I suppose, um, you know, you've got those those crazy moments where you've got the, the, the dog running through the video uh, in the background. <laughs> but, you know, look, many of our clients are facing similar challenges. And I think that's one of the key things is that we're all on that same journey. So it definitely feels like we're all in it together. Um, some of them, our clients have been hit pretty hard, to be honest. Um, so we're working quite closely with them at two levels, both tactically and strategically. So tactically, really helping them find new ways to stay afloat and connect with that greatest asset that they have, which is their customer. And ultimately, strategically, also looking at, well, taking this time now while we've got a bit of breathing space. I don't know about you, but I've actually had some thinking time. And, um, you know, to actually look at how we can reinvent their business in the quiet time so they come back stronger and ready than ever when the crisis actually passes. So it's been an interesting an interesting journey for everyone involved, but um, it does require that level of agility to be able to, you know, shift. And it's actually shifting around, well, what does your customer need? So we, we practice what we preach in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously there's the agility there, but I agree. It's that breathing space that we very, very rarely have when we're running our businesses, particularly if you're a small business owner, it's normally keeping the wheels turning, etc. It is actually quite refreshing to be thinking thinking about things in a different, more strategic um, way. And on that note, uh, Customer Frame has recently launched the Customer Recovery Program, which helps businesses emerge stronger and more resilient from this crisis we're in at the moment. So, 
tell me a bit more about uh, the programme. Yeah, sure. Well, um, yeah, very much taking in that time of, uh, um, you know, sort of stopping and actually having some time um, some quiet time to be able to work on our, on our businesses. So, well, yeah, talk about rapid development. Again, this is something that we've um, we've developed over the last few weeks. Um, and you know, when the crisis hit, we realised that face to face wasn't wasn't going to happen for goodness knows how long. And I'm sure, again, a lot of your listeners would be feeling the same way. So we did what we tell our clients to do, and we asked our potential customers what they needed in this time, and they told us that they wanted a short, sharp online program that gave them the tools they needed to get through the crisis. Um, You know, once we'd felt all the feels, how are we going to move forward? Um, And they told us they were struggling with what actions to take now that would help them in the future, you know, that overwhelm, that sort of really I don't know what to do, what's going to make the difference, what am I wasting my time on, I'm confused, I'm emotional, things have changed, I don't know what's going on. So they really told us they needed guidance as to what to do and when. And so what we did, well, you know, we stood back from it. We took the core customer foundations out of our bigger signature program that we that we do run face-to-face and we went, well, hang on, let's build something that's accessible and actually get this out to, to businesses and organisations to help them through this. So we built the Customer Recovery Program and it's a six-module program that gives you a prioritised action plan for the next six to 12 months for a strong recovery. So it's really focusing in and getting the things done that need to be done. It's all based around the customer. And we act as running mates throughout this tough time, helping them design an action plan that will get results fast. So not only that, it helps the team kind of reconnect with why they're in business in the first place and create stronger customer connection as customers see them working for them and sort of not against them. And ultimately, the outcome of the program is that businesses come out stronger than before more resilient and future-proof for whatever lies ahead. So a huge opportunity. It's flipping the, the situation of crisis into one of opportunity and helping them rethink while we've got that breathing space and that headspace to actually focus in, put the foundations in place and set them up for a strong future. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the beautiful thing about the program and what we intentionally set out to do is make sure people walked away with a firm action plan None of this, yeah, we're learning stuff, that's nice. How do I put that in place in my business? We actually run beside them through a variety of modules and um, worksheets and workbooks to actually get them applying who their customers are today, who do they want them to be in the future, what can they do in their business to improve the experience around the customer so that then they can create that greater connection, get more people coming back get more people advocating for them and telling all their friends and stuff. But they walk away with a really firm plan of what to do, not just a, that's nice to know, I am actually no further ahead. (laughs) So so having uh, the accountability to actually do it, because it's all very nice learning stuff, and then 24 hours later it's completely one ear out the other, um, so to speak. Absolutely. It's one of the things we're really known for in that face-to-face workshop setting. We've had to transpose that into the online because it is about learning, doing, acting, reacting, and actually you know, keeping that that journey. I don't know how many online courses probably many of the listeners have done where you've signed up for it and you've gone, oh, yeah, that's great. But unless you actually reinforce it down the track, you know, you, you, the, the learning doesn't stick. So the program is very much structured around taking the learning, 
and actually applying it forward in real time. So as you're going through, you're actually filling in. Um, there's almost, I think it's about 30-odd worksheets in the whole pack that they go through. So it's quite a compendium that comes out at the end, but it's all in one place. You know, yeah. they've got all the answers They've and it's about their business. It's not some sort of generic sort of solution. I think as well at the moment, there isn't really time. Although there's time to think, everything's moving so quickly yeah. that you need to act now, but not in a panicky kind of way, uh, in a measured um, kind of way. So what other advice would you give business owners so that they can really thrive on the other side of this crisis? Mm, yeah, great question. Look, I think it comes back to one of our core tenants as customer frame is that, you know, regardless of crisis, and in a way crisis has actually helped us wake up a little bit in this respect, but it's really my our advice is to remember that customers are the ultimate reason you're in business. You know, the mm-hmm. way out of crisis and into recovery is actually through your customer. Nothing else is going to get you out of this. So, you know, in fact, without them, you wouldn't have any business. So, you know, we often forget this in the throes of crisis, but even just in everyday working, you know, it's something, this is the reason we set up customer frame in the first place is this dehumanization and the facelessness and the sort of loss of that connection. So our, our, our focus is often to, you know, get our to-do list done, do our monthly targets or what's happening with the new competitor that's opened up down the road. And we forget that, well, look, our customers are the heart and soul of our business. So I think, you know, our advice is take this time and really focus in and put a structured plan around it. Not just go, yeah, I know who they are, but actually really do you do some heavy lifting around this. Yeah. And, um, you know, I uh, really stopping and taking time to step into your customer's shoes, given, you know, they see the world differently to you. So if you can see the world the way they do, you can think about things that you can change now that will improve your customer's experience and keep them coming back to you again and again and even better telling other people they know. So step into your customer's shoes, take the time, think about some of the customers that you've had for however many years that may be the most painful. Um, They often give you the least revenue, but they're the biggest weight on your business. And now's the time to look at that stuff and see where you can tweak things to make sure you're selling and relating to the customers you actually want. Because if you have the right customers, then your connection with them will be much stronger. Definitely. And I think the way that companies behave now with their customers is going to be very telling in in 12 months time about if they did things in the right kind of way and I don't mean in terms of selling about how they treat people and again as you say people are at the heart of everything that you do um, both as customer frame and really as business should be in general. Absolutely I think that's a really good point and it's um, hard to sometimes see past your own processes and systems and well this is what we do we charge this you know cancellation fee and you forget the situation that your customers are in and if you can be there for them and help them and be uh, empathetic to them then I think it will take you a long way and we actually have a free Facebook group um, which uh, we, we can include the link for and that will be we'll be giving We're actually giving lots of tactical little things that you might not have thought about in your business and how you can turn those around to be better for the customer without damaging your business, but more so not damaging your customer's relationship with you. Yeah, and now is very much the time to be giving. Um, And I'll I'll share that Facebook page in the share notes so that, that people can 
uh, link into that. Yeah, we we often capture things. You know, it's one of the things of being the modern modern customer and working in our field. We see so much stuff, and there's just so many examples on yours, Nicola, around you know how many different people have you know put pushed out communications from companies to their customers and had in different industries two different companies two different competitors have taken completely different strategies and tactics to how they communicate and i think you know for some of them you know the damage has been done the way that they've handled it and those things customers have a long memory you know to a large degree and i think moving forward but in the facebook group we've got some great examples there of you know covid what we're calling covid comms um, done well versus not done well and you know side by side and starting to look at it so there's some fantastic you know when we look back on this in years to come how, how great this was as, as an exercise to actually really help us get better at communicating and connecting with our customers yes my year 10 uh, daughter will probably be studying some of those examples in her business course in year 11 and 12 um, but that's brought me really nicely onto my next question is about examples who of clients who really pivoted their offering successfully in the current crisis. So can you give me a few examples of those? Yeah, sure. We uh, Well, a lot of our clients have been uh, significantly impacted. Um, one of the examples is um, one of our clients runs a, a restaurant and uh, sadly had to close because of, of COVID-19. And you know, they went quiet for a little while, but then they've emerged with a new plan and it's one that's really working for them. So firstly, they held a general store concept to use up the ingredients and the store cupboard items that they had on site, just so there wasn't food wastage and they were, you know, recovering some sort of um, some sort of revenue from from um, from the crisis. And um, then through working with their, us, they've developed a whole new way to maintain connection with their customers. So they're offering takeaway meals of their customers' favourite dishes. Um, so for those who want hot meals, so at a certain time of day, um, between certain hours, you can call and order for a certain pickup time later in the day. So you call between 12 and 3, pick up between 5 and 7, and you can have your favourite parmigiana. You don't have to <laughs> miss out. It's really lovely. It's all wrapped in their fantastic brand that they've um, built with us um, in their customer connections. Um, they're also doing heat and eat meals for those who want to DIY. And so you can do that for lunch or dinner. They've even got a bottle shop concept for, you know, the wine with your dinner or lunch. Um, and, you know, hampers for Mother's Day and using local ingredients and local um, coffee shops and and bakers and things like that. So it's really lovely. They've really, really turned it around. And with our guidance, they've made it really easy for their customers to maintain connection with them and not fall off their radar. Um, and hopefully, you know, maybe there's a good chance that'll become a permanent offering when things become back to normal. They'll still have these takeaway offerings and, and this general store yeah, we also do you know, quite a bit of work with local government. Uh, we're quite passionate about the public service and creating that impact for communities. And look, at the moment, our, our one of one of our clients is right in the middle of a significant customer transformation program, and you know that usually requires a hell of a lot of face-to-face workshops and interactions, you know, internally and externally, and a very complex ecosystem that they work in. And look, we've been working with their program team to come up with, well, how do we do this differently? New, innovative ways of engaging with the organisation to keep that momentum of the program that was built up sort of pre-COVID 
and continue their trajectory to making them their customer led change, you know, quite a reality. So, you know, it's very different, I think, for our different clients of, of what's going on. And probably the other thing to say is that, you know, it takes an organization a long time to build up the goodwill in the customer asset. And whilst, you know, um, we've got a client who's an, an arts and culture icon, significant icon, and, you know, keeping in touch and maintaining the relationship is their focus for right now. And that will set them up for success when they can reopen the doors again in the future. Yes. It's all very much about planning for the future. Um, so, Sue-Anne, Pete, thank you very much for sharing all your insights there. Is there anything else that you'd particularly like to share or, uh, or to say at all? Well, thank you for having us. I think it's been lovely having a chat about things we love, which is all about customer. And I just think for your audience, just um, stop and take the time to think of the world from your customer's perspective. And um, often people say to us, you know, we'll just have a basic conversation after a keynote speech or a, a workshop and someone will say, I'm struggling with this. And just in, in minutes, we can have a chat about something and they'll say, I never thought of it like that. I've never, ever thought of it that way. Thank you. And for us, once you start to see the customer perspective, you can't unsee it. So take the time to figure out the customer perspective and we promise you it will make a huge difference to everything you do every day in your business because you'll always be considering the customer in some way. Fantastic. And I think, you know, only to add to that to say, you know, customer isn't just the job of the customer service team or the people at the front at the front desk or the front of front of house, regardless of what your business is. It's an all of business effort. And to get this customer thing right, it starts about capability. So it's really stepping back while we've got this time. It's it's in a way, whilst it's very annoying and we've all had to run at a million miles an hour see it also to be a bit of a gift. How can we do things differently as we move forward? So it gives us an opportunity for reimagination and reinvention whilst we're going through recovery. So, you know, our my advice would be you know, really take that capability view. How strong are we? Do we really have that capability? And start from that point as opposed to just the tick the box, put the Band-Aids on exercise of what has traditionally been customer service. Fantastic. And I'm going to use that again, the reimagination. Reinvention's used a lot. I've not heard reimagination, which I think is perfect. Well, thank you very much. Um, you mentioned a few resources which I'll share in the show notes. And thank you. Thanks, Nicola. Thanks, it's been Nicola. a pleasure. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe rate and review. If you're looking for career advice, your next career opportunity or to grow your tech team, then please call me Nicholas Steele on 0499-773-546 or go to our website jjptalent.com.au. The Don't Just Survive Thrive podcast is part of the Spotlight series, which includes the YouTube channel Spotlight on Software Development. If you want more insights into the software industry, particularly tech startups, then subscribe to the Spotlight on Software Development YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Mm-hmm.